This is CNT Talk. Every week, two friends debate the issues of the ages as we agree to disagree. It's never politically correct, but it's always entertaining. Join us tonight so you can sound knowledgeable at work tomorrow. We're smacking you upside the head with the hammer of truth. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. I've got Tony in the house. And who who else would it be? It would be nobody but Tony. Well, sometimes, well, but sometimes rarely. in the past, in the past, it's been somebody else. We last time we talked, there hadn't been the hearing with uh, Doctor Ford. That has now occurred. Yes. Um, the the how shall I say this? The uh, soap opera continues as we speak. I don't know. I I saw today that they thought the FBI would finish. Has they, have they finished? Did they say they well, finished? I don't Mitch know. Mitch is still promising a vote this week. That would leave tomorrow and Friday. Or, or Saturday. Well, we can make him stay on Saturday. Yeah. Be, stay after school. Come in for detention on Saturday. So what are we talking about? So last week before we talked, Dr. Cav- or Dr. Ford was going to speak on Thursday, and then um, Judge Kavanaugh was going to speak after that, get his thoughts and refuting of everything. Uh, we had some questions. We weren't sure. I got to say something that some people are not going to like. I think a woman should be heard, but I think there should be some proof source with that hearing or the hearing shouldn't occur. What? The hearing should not occur if all you're going to do is speak the letter you wrote three months ago. Actually, from a legal standpoint, when I mean legal, not the law, but in terms of the reasons that you conduct a hearing... That is absolutely correct. There was no reason to have that hearing other than, of course, public spectacle. Well, um, uh, and I blame the Republicans for that. Partially. Oh, absolutely. They caved. And well, we're going to talk about it in a second they're being, segment. They're, they're, they're being, they were being held hostage. We talked about this a little last week right. by three people. Well, we'll get to that in a second but, section. But, but, but yes. you have to, you can't, you're, you're right. because you're right. If Murkowski, Collins, and Flake, and we're going to talk about his shenanigans. Yes. If they didn't exist, they would have probably been able to say, we're not going to have a hearing. But when you have three people, you have a 51-49 majority, you can only lose one vote. And these people are saying, oh no, we must, we must hear. But no, that is, actually, that's an excellent point that never gets mentioned, which is there's no reason to have that hearing because the testimony was known. Mm -hmm. And let's back up even further, and we'll touch on this some more, I'm sure, as we go through this. Dr. Ford testified, and we were repeatedly told by the Democrats and their crocodile tears that, oh, how courageous she wanted to be. We were honoring her confidentiality. No. The only reason that (laughs) hearing happened the way it did, that that public circus, is because the Democrats intentionally released her name at the 11th hour when they realized the actual hearing— The hearing, the nomination hearing for Kavanaugh wasn't going to derail him. Mm -hmm. And so they threw her under the bus because she's a pawn. She's a tool to them. They don't care about her because they could have done all of this, all this clamoring. No, we need the FBI. They had her letter for six weeks. Did they, we talked about this. Did they mention it? No. Did they bring it up in private session? No. Did they bring it up during the public hearing? No. They held it because they wanted maximum political damage. Mm-hmm. They pulled it out. They didn't care about her. And then what also became obvious, and we're talking about this, Grassley and the Senate Judicial Committee offered to go to her. Mm-hmm. 
That was stated before. Because what people, what people need to understand, I think we talked about this, is everything about this investigation could have been conducted confidentiality, mm-hmm. confidentially and in private. Mm-hmm. The FBI could have done Not once it was leaked. Once it was no, leaked, no, it was but that's already the point. So yes. all the Democrats, oh, well, we have to have... They didn't want it to be private. No, they wanted They didn't want an investigation. Mm-hmm. They don't want any of this. And it appears to me that she either... Well, because she testified, I didn't know. I didn't know there was an offer that you would come to my home in California. So either she's <laughs> lying... Or which her, is a possibility, or her lawyers, or her, line, lawyers, or her lawyers should be disbarred yeah. because there were multiple explicit offers from Grassley saying we will come to your client, and they apparently never told her that and did so to her great detriment mm-hmm. in pursuit of political ends. That to me is sufficient to be at a minimum censored, censured, and probably disbarred. Uh, okay so that. that's all part of the circus here. So the, the, she said she couldn't fly. That was part of the delay. Now, somehow she got across the country, I believe, in a plane, except they checked flight records from different times, and she'd She's flown literally flown everywhere. everywhere. So that so, was also, also again, a lie. Also a lie. Um, now, she never said that. It was her told lawyers, to us that. Her lawyer So they can't said say she committed perjury because she, she never said that. Legally, I guess. Delay, delay, delay. Did you see today? She was asked last week at the hearing, have you ever been prepped to take a polygraph or have you ever prepped somebody to take a polygraph? Her ex-boyfriend claims she prepped another woman to take a polygraph. Under oath, she said, I never, never, never. Yeah, now again, the boyfriend could be lying. Could be. But there's a lot of people piling up that are contradicting, refuting, not substantiating anything that she is saying, and there are no other people piling up on her side to contradict anything that Brett Kavanaugh has said. None. Zero. So I want want to deal with Dr. Ford first, and then Brett Kavanaugh and the reactions from the senators. So Dr. Ford, and this is a quote from just about every news source, she appeared credible. Even Fox (laughs) News said she appeared credible. Now I I want to explain something. Crying does not increase your credibility. I, I don't know if, if people are out there aware of that. Showing emotion in a, in a sad hound dog way does not increase your credibility. It just means you were emotional. I think we see it on movie screens all the time. Actors and actresses cry on cue. So being able to cry does not make your story true. It may feel more believable because it's more emotional, but it doesn't make it true. That's the first thing. She, she got a little s- sarcastic about how memories are imprinted in the brain. The hippocampus. To which I say, so what? Just because you imprinted a memory, memory is not accurate. Ask any policeman. You get an eyewitness, you're going to get, you get 10 eyewitnesses, you get 10 statements that all say something different because eyewitness statements are vaguely not true. And just because you have a memory of it doesn't make it true. So I think she has a memory of something. Actually, even the, even you the know two what? guys who say they, okay, they might the be thing. the guy. Yeah, last week I said, I said, I think something happened to her. Yeah. I've changed my mind. I think, think she's a bald-faced liar. Well, I, I, I'm I agree with you. I'm perfectly content to say that now. And we can go through the reasons why I have changed my mind. Well, go ahead. Uh, why do you think you, why you changed your mind? All of these discrepancies, okay, every aspect of her story is now completely unraveling. We've talked about last week, 
you talked about memory. Mm -hmm. She has contradicted herself and changed her story multiple times. Wasn't it a psychiatrist problem though? He he did it wrong. It wasn't, well, okay, but that's not just right, the only thing wrong. that she has changed. Okay, there's actually one of the most important things that has changed is that the timing, which of course she can't say exactly when this was. However, mm-hmm. in her original notes to her therapist, by the way, she has not and is refusing to release her therapist notes to the Senate Judiciary Committee, even though she's relying on certain portions of those notes to quote-unquote, corroborate her, (laughs) and she selectively provided those to the Washington Post, but to the committee that is tasked with finding the truth, I'm not going to give that to you. Now, what should we infer from that? They're not... If I was in court and another party refused to turn over relevant documents, I would be entitled to what's called an adverse inference, which means you, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, can assume that what is ever, whatever is in those documents is very bad for them. Yes. So that's part of this. But in those notes from what we know from the Washington Post, having reported on them, she initially said this happened in the mid Eighties, okay. <laughs> yes, she said that twice. So mm-hmm. just think about this time frame. That means eighty-five, eighty-four, eighty-six. Yeah. The minute that her lawyers and Diane Feinstein got involved, that changed to actually it was the early eighties. And remember, this is now after they're able to view they are they're changing the story to try to fit Brett Kavanaugh yeah. into it. Yeah. It then changed He yet, graduated in 1983 from high school, folks. She actually even changed her handwritten note on the polygraph mm-hmm. which said originally we have a shot of it. Right. Mid she crosses it out and writes early 80s. <laughs> and then after that change, her testimony at the hearing was even more specific. Oh no, it was now the summer of 1982. <laughs> so she has gone from mid 80s, mid 80s, mid, oh, nope, early 80s. Uh, what, Mr. Lawyer? What? Oh no, summer of 82. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. You pointed out the number of people she claims that are at this party has changed multiple times. Well, now she's claiming it wasn't really a party. It was a pre-party. They were going to go to a party right. later. But it started out as four men in the room. Then there were two. Mm-hmm. Then there were a total of six people. Then there were five. The current version is five people. Mm-hmm. Three men, her good friend, Mrs. Kaiser. Leland. And herself. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's also a problem mm-hmm. because remember... I'm 100% certain that Brett Kavanaugh was the guy, but I literally can't remember and keep straight anything else about this story. Another, she claims that she saw Mark Judge at Safeway, right? And she kept saying it, Safeway, Safeway. This is afterwards. Yes. Because she made eye contact and he was embarrassed because he knew what had happened. Problematically, the corporate records for that Safeway Mm -hmm. demonstrate that it wasn't in existence until four years later. Well, and by have you facts. heard have you heard any media outlet report on any of this? No, no, Nothing. Of course not. Final thing. And there's more, but the door. Do you remember her testimony about the second door on her house? No, I don't remember that. Part. Okay. So, she had to install 
a second door on her house. She wanted to. And this came up, according to her, in 2012 when she's in therapy with her husband and her husband was upset because, according to her, what what do you mean a second door? This is crazy. We don't need a second door. And her testimony was, it's because I am still so overwhelmed by the evil specter of Brett Kavanaugh and I feel claustrophobic and I need an escape hatch (laughs) from my house. Okay? That was her testimony. Unfortunately, see... People that are doing the job that the mainstream media won't do went back and looked, huh, the building permit that you had to pull in California to install your second door, Mm -hmm. that was done four years earlier than 2012. (laughs) You mean 2008. In 2008. Oh, and the reason it was done is because tenants who were renting space needed access. Mm. Had nothing to do with the frights from Brett Kavanaugh. So you start... So I can't fly. I needed a second door. And to me, to me, the biggest of all of the problems with her version of how this happened, the issue with her friend. Okay. Not only does her friend say, I have no recollection of the party. And more importantly, I have never met Brett Kavanaugh. Remember, this is a party with five people. Yes. Three boys Dr. Ford and her friend. Right. Dr. Ford then claims after they tried to rape me, I fled and left. Now, what do you think, so what do you think then would happen, Chad, as, (laughs) first of all, she fled and left knowing that her best friend is still in the house with the two drunk predatory rapists, attempted Mm -hmm. rapists, we'll forget that. Mm -hmm. Do you think that might have caused some consternation, some communication? I would think in a memory would have been imprinted in Leland Kaiser. Why did my friend just run off? I, re- I distinctly remember she- we were having or, a good time and she ran away. Or if she didn't see her run away, hey, boys, Where'd where's, she go? Doc- where's uh, Christine? Yeah. Even more, remember, when she claims this happens, we're at night. Where she places this, generally, <laughs> is over eight miles away from where she lives. That's she, semantics. She doesn't remember how she got to the party. Or how she got home. She doesn't know how she got home. And by the way, there are no cell phones. Correct. So now we're in the middle of the night. She has apparently gone out of the house because she's had this confrontation with Brett the crazy rapist. <laughs> Where does she go, Chad? Well, she forced gumps at home. She just runs. She went eight miles. Obviously. She went eight across miles. the country, so that makes sure, sense. Sure, at age 15 or 18 or 17 or uh, whatever age she some was. Some age. She and was of age. her best sort. friend, who has now been left alone at this party, has no idea where her friend is. They never talked about this again? The next day, hey Christine, hey, where'd you go? Where'd you go last night? <laughs> Missed you. What? What happened? Yeah. What? what you ate, you there? walked home eight miles in the dark. Seems unlikely. Huh? Certainly possible. I guess. I don't. Her know. story is ridiculous. Well, she did. She did draw a diagram yes. of the of the house. Huh? It didn't really look like the house, but but we don't have a house to judge. Well, and it again, if it's an imaginary house, you can pretty much draw anything you well, want. In her drawing, she would have had to have gone past the other people at the party to leave the house, and yet none of them said, Hey, where are you going? You look upset. What's going on? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Did she crawl out the window? What nobody she said she went down the steps and went out the house. But, and have you heard again, because the media is just so disgraceful. Have you heard anything about any of these facts? Of course not. Of course you haven't heard the facts. You never go. Well, and by the the way, no, the facts are irrelevant because she must be believed. Going back to your credibility point. Ooh, yeah. 
credibility is not a synonym for sincere. It is not yep. a synonym for emotional, as Correct. you said. Correct. We assess credibility based on the evidence presented. Do you have facts that support this? Do you have witnesses that support this? Do you have anything that can corroborate your story? That's what makes someone credible mm -hmm. or incredible. Mm -hmm. Her story is completely incredible, meaning no one should possibly believe it because she can't substantiate anything. And not just that it's lacking in evidence, there's actually evidence that makes it seem absurd. Correct. She has contradicted herself. She has changed her story. She has flatly lied, meaning either she or her lawyers, about multiple things. Why? And it's 36 years old. We never told anyone about this. We never told our friend. We never told our husband. Now, again, I people will say, this is, this is consistent with people that have suffered actual rape. Okay, fine. But you know what? There's nothing else. So... Right. To your original point, mm -hmm. was there a reason to have this hearing? No. No. None. Because what Chuck Grassley should have said is, we've investigated this. Everyone's been interviewed under penalty of perjury, mm -hmm. written statements. There's not a single thing that corroborates this woman's story. And while we allow her to provide that to us, we are not going to engage in a hearing over this type of unfounded unsubstantiated, non-specific allegation that occurred almost four decades ago. Thank you very much. We're moving forward. Well, and it gets back to your point about not having the GOP on her side, on, on his side. I think they could have easily done this privately, gone to her home, take the FBI, we're coming over, bring your lawyers, we're going to interview. If you give us nothing more than we've seen in this letter, there's no reason to have an open public hearing. The Democrats wanted the public hearing. She claims she didn't want the public hearing because she was embarrassed and scared for her life and scared that she was going to see her attacker and whatever that meant. But the reality was you wanted it in open forum because you wanted to get your story out. But she didn't, as you said, give anything to substantiate anything she said. Nothing. It was all her opinion, her, her words, and her lawyers cutting in occasionally. They paid for the polygraph, which wasn't with an FBI agent, but it was somebody who used to work for the FBI. Who also subcontracts to her activist lawyer's firm. Correct. So The polygraph was eh, two, questions. two questions. He says that's normal. That is not normal. I don't know what a normal polygraph is, but I don't think two questions should be enough for 45 minutes and two questions. And of course, a polygraph, there's reasons that a polygraph is not admissible in court because it's unreliable. Right. It only confirms what you wanted to confirm. Good or bad. And then here's another oddity. And you mentioned that her former boyfriend mm -hmm. has now, again, issued, written a statement under penalty of perjury that he saw her training her friend who lives in Rehoboth on how polygraphs work, how to beat polygraphs. When she was asked about this by Mitchell, mm -hmm. the female prosecutor, I don't understand the, the it's a machine with wires. Yes. She's supposedly they put stuff on me, but I don't know what a, it she was. She has a doctorate in psychology. She doesn't, I don't believe that for a minute. I don't and either. it sounds like based on what her boyfriend or former boyfriend has said, that's another complete lie. Again, does he have his own motivation for making it up? I suppose. Possibly. But again, the weight of all of this seems to be coming down only on well, here, one side. Here's the here. thing. You can say he has no corroborating evidence. But the Democrats opened the door on this, in my opinion. They said, we have no corroborating evidence, but you have to hear this information. 
So you can't say, well, he has no corroborating evidence, so his doesn't count, but hers does. Well, that's, that's exactly what You can't have it both saying. ways. Either all of it counts or none of it counts. Now, that's how it works. The one thing, look, Mitchell, Mitchell has, by the way, and I would encourage anyone who is interested in this, I mean, even though it's been saturation bombing for the last, you know, 10, 11, 12 days or whatever, I would encourage anyone who's interested in uh, sort of the factual testimony to review the memo that Mitchell prepared for, remember, the Republicans called her. She was, okay, she's on their team, so to speak. Although I would, I would challenge anyone to, <laughs> to say that her questioning, which frustrated me to no end, and I'll explain why, was in any way sort of leading, she, there was no aggressive questioning of this woman no. at all. But Mitchell has since put together her findings and her conclusions. And it is pretty devastating. Should be. She goes through every one of the things and in far more detail than I just mentioned about all. And remember, this woman is a sex crimes prosecutor. Yes. Okay. She puts sexual, you know, sexual assaulters and rapists in prison. Mm -hmm. So the fact that she's working for the Republicans, fine. You can try to, you can dismiss her. And I think she's a registered Republican. Well, to be fair, she was working for the Senate. That's she true. wasn't working for the Republicans. She was working for the Senate Judiciary Committee, but which just, happened to be 11 Republicans just, and 10 okay, Democrats. But let's just grant the Republicans selected her. Okay. Okay? So you can make all the arguments you want that she's on their team. She's not a person predisposed to give a break to sexual predators. Moreover, so. that's fine. You want to dismiss her as biased and she's working for Grassley. Challenge the facts that she has recounted based on Ford's own testimony. It is incredibly damning to her. Yes. And if you read it as it's laid out, all of the discrepancies, all the contradictions, all the inability to explain. I, you know, she can't even remember what she was doing. She doesn't know who paid for her polygraph three months ago, <laughs> right? Now, remember, they're focused. That's hilarious. They're asking Kavanaugh, we'll talk about this later. What were you what were you drinking in, in 1982? And did that affect your memory? Blaze Blasey Ford can't remember what she was doing two months ago, right? Mm -hmm. No, And, which of course has also been suppressed, if you look at her own yearbook, yeah. party hardy, okay, heavy drinking culture, mm -hmm. going out hookup culture. Of course, we're not allowed to mention any of that. That would be attacking, no. attacking the victim. Mm -hmm. But it's fair game, you know. You, you're attacking asking, victim, she's actually Asking Judge Kavanaugh if he kicked puppies in middle school. Yes. But we can't even touch this. So, as I was saying, this prosecutor, in my view, approached this all wrong. Now, does she know what she's doing? Yes. Was there a reason she was asking questions? But remember, what you had to do, this, this was the trial. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is the public trial at the Coliseum. Mm -hmm. You can't ask questions like you're in a deposition. No. Okay, because the way that she conducted this was sort of like, I'm gathering facts, and then later on, I'm going to explain how all this fits together. No, no, no. The average person watching this has no idea, for instance, why she's asking all these questions about polygraphs. You need to make it explicit. Yeah. She should have been cross-examined. For instance, ma'am, you say that you have, this has been seared into your memory, correct? <laughs> yes. Yes. However, there's many things that you actually don't, 
remember. Yes. You don't know where it happened. You don't know when it happened. You don't know the street it was on. You don't know how you got there. You don't know how you left. On and on and on. Yes, 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 you agree. And all your witnesses, none of them corroborate, correct? Kavanaugh doesn't, fine. You don't believe him. Yeah, but what about PJ? He doesn't either. He says he was never there. Are you aware of that? <laughs> yes. Your best friend who says she still supports you, she says she has no recollection, correct? In fact, she says she's never met Brett Kavanaugh, right? You're yeah. aware of that, yeah. right? How is that possible, ma'am? <laughs> she, you're saying she was at a party with five people, and then you, you, you do that... That's what you have to do. Do you think she was told not to do that or that was her decision? Yes, because the Republicans are spineless and the conventional wisdom is, oh, you, you can't. You can't, can't possibly. possibly. She's a shrinky. She's, she's a battered woman. You'll come across as ogres. <laughs> like, listen, there's a way to do this respectfully, but see, running away from this and allowing her to just sit there and I don't. I don't know. Did she sound mousy? And With her Angela Lansbury outfit that they had her wearing. Because oh if you've seen other pictures of this woman, yeah. okay, she's wearing modern shades. They had her come in there oh. with her like disheveled hair and her giant glasses, right? It yes. looks like she's about to go back for milk at the convalescent home. Yes. And her, I'm, I'm a, again, when she was answering about the polygraph, it's a confusing machine with why, I don't know. Oh, I just yeah. don't know anything about it. Like, she was clearly, from beginning to end, this was an orchestrated, here's how you have to look, mm -hmm. here's how we want you to sound. Do you think it, the, the hair that was looped over the eyeglass arm for half of her testimony, that was planned or just happened to work out well? I, she I, looked, I don't know. It was distracting. I couldn't hear what she was saying because I come look like the point that hair is, off there. Come on. She, this, this idea, which is now permeating her entire culture, that she must be believed. No. 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 No one must be believed. No. The evidence must be believed. See, because here's what's happening. She is a stand-in for every woman who has been legitimately sexually assaulted and raped. Yep. Okay, that's what... She, yep. She's become the vessel mm -hmm. through which all of these women, and there are many women who yep. have suffered horrible things, and you and I have talked about this, mm -hmm. We have wives and daughters. Mm -hmm. I would gladly take those men out into a field and dispose of them, okay? But what other women have experienced at the hands of vicious, evil, criminal men mm -hmm. has absolutely nothing to do with whether this particular woman's story is credible. By the same token... Brett Kavanaugh is not the scapegoat for every privileged white male who thinks that he can and has assaulted women. The fact that many other men have done this, mm -hmm. and many have not, Correct. says absolutely nothing about whether Brett Kavanaugh individual is guilty of this. But it's guilt because he's a man. That's, Obviously, that's correct. He. He didn't. Want, I want to play the Lindsey Graham clip before we talk about. Well, Kavanaugh. explain though. Explain what happened. If people that didn't see the hearing. Okay, so Lindsey Graham. Well, what do you want me to explain? Well, here's the context for this. After Doctor Ford yes. got done, she went first, and she got the kid gloves treatment. Yes. Okay. And and Brett Kavanaugh was not in the. He was not area there because he was not allowed to be there. Most people, like I was, I was watching stuff on Twitter. It's a disaster. Mm -hmm. He's done. Mm -hmm. He's doomed. Why? Partially because nobody attempted to challenge her. Correct. So Kavanaugh comes out. He gives an impassioned and, and, 
in my view, he's angry and he should have been angry. Yeah, don't watch the Saturday Night Live, Matt Damon. That's a joke. Well, literally go ahead. A joke. But the point is, but it's, oh, and they're now they're now castigating him. That's not a judicial temperament. Yes. Oh, so you're going to spend <laughs> a week accusing me of being a. A 16-year-old shot caller for a gang rape crew right. and try to destroy my life. Oh, don't. But you shouldn't be upset about don't that. Don't get you upset. Should be, you should be very moderate. She was not upset. She didn't get right. angry. That's not a judicial temper. These people are just unbelievable. So anyway, shameless. So he, he gives an impassioned. He saved himself. He mm-hmm. gives an impassioned speech. He properly attacks these jackals on the Democratic side for this smear campaign. And then Lindsey Graham... Lindsey Graham, okay? Yes. This is not a guy known as a fire breather. No, he, he doesn't like Trump either. He has the <laughs> finest moment of his career, which yes. you're about to hear. It's four so, minutes. It's well worth listen it. Listen to this. Are you aware that at 9.23, on the night of July the 9th, the day you were nominated to the Supreme Court by President Trump, Senator Schumer said, 23 minutes after your nomination. I will oppose Judge Kavanaugh's nomination with everything I have. I have a bipartisan, and I hope a bipartisan majority will do the same. The stakes are simply too high for anything less. Well, if you weren't aware of it, you are now. Did you meet with Senator Dianne Feinstein on August 20th? I did meet with Senator Feinstein. Did you know that her staff had already recommended a lawyer to Dr. Ford? I did not know that. Did you know that her and her staff had this allegations for over 20 days? I did not know that at the time. If you wanted an FBI investigation, you could have come to us. What you want to do is destroy this guy's life, hold this seat open, and hope you win in 2020. You've said that, not me. You've got nothing to apologize for. When you see Sotomayor and Kagan, tell them that Lindsey said hello, because I voted for them. I would never do to them what you've done to this guy. This is the most unethical sham since I've been in politics. And if you really wanted to know the truth, you sure as hell wouldn't have done what you've done to this guy. Are you a gang rapist? No. I cannot imagine what you and your family have gone through. Boy, y'all want power. God, I hope you never get it. I hope the American people can see through this sham, that you knew about it and you held it. You had no intention of protecting Dr. Ford. None. She's as much of a victim as you are. God, I hate to say it because these have been my friends. But let me tell you, when it comes to this, you're looking for a fair process? You came to the wrong town at the wrong time, my friend. Do you consider this a job interview? The advice and consent role is like a job interview. You consider that you've been through a job interview. I've been through a process of advice and consent under the Constitution. Would you say you've been through hell? I've been through uh, hell and then some. This is not a job interview. Yeah. This is hell. This, this. this is going to destroy the ability of good people to come forward because of this crap. Your high school yearbook. You have interacted with professional women all your life, not one accusation. You're supposed to be Bill Cosby when you're a junior and senior in high school. And all of a sudden you got over it. It's been my understanding 
that if you drug women and rape them for two years in high school, you probably don't stop. Here's my understanding. If you lived a good life, people would recognize it, like the American Bar Association has the gold standard. His integrity is absolutely unquestioned. He is the very circumspect in his personal conduct, harbors no biases or prejudices. He's entirely ethical, is a really decent person. He is warm, friendly, unassuming. He's the nicest person, the ABA. The one thing I can tell you, you should be proud of. Ashley, you should be proud of this, that you raised a daughter who had the good character to pray for Dr. Ford. To my Republican colleagues, if you vote no, you're legitimizing the most despicable thing I have seen in my time in politics. You want this seat? I hope you never get it. I hope you're on the Supreme Court. That's exactly where you should be. And I hope that the American people will see through this charade. And I wish you well. And I intend to vote for you, and I hope everybody who's fair-minded will. Bravo! <laughs> Lindsay, you're right. Lindsay, that's, not, that's out of character for Lindsay, but uh, obviously he was feeling uh, pretty strong about that. Well, he, As should, he should be. He should have been. And, and I don't know why. Now, look, there was other guys that said similar things. Yes. Um, it was just so out of character for Lindsay. That's the that's why it well, but, stands out. And it out. demonstrates how outrageous mm-hmm. their conduct has been. In fact, you if you didn't see it live, what you don't get the flavor for when he's giving this. I mean, he's you got to remember this is a small, relatively small room. It's kind of so my circle. He's literally staring. He's like three seats away from Feinstein and the whole crew. I looked. They, none of they them would look wouldn't at him. even look at nope. him. They were looking everywhere but him. Everywhere Be- because they they recognize just what a bunch of amoral vultures these people are. And see, here's the thing. As Graham pointed out, you can have political differences, mm-hmm. and they're going to get heated, and it's always going to... This has gone beyond we're playing political hardball. These people are literally attempting to destroy this guy's life. Think about this. Even if he gets confirmed, I think we mentioned this last mm-hmm. week, this guy's going to have to have 24-7 security for the rest of his life, mm-hmm. okay, because of the crazies that are the Soros-funded people running around. Mm-hmm. He has to, he's at risk of being attacked in public. Not only that, he's already lost his teaching position at Harvard, yep. of course, yes. right? There are people online, I mean... The wickedness of this is just, it's almost mind-boggling. Who are now, this was in USA Today editorial, some, somebody wrote, he should stay away from coaching kids. Yes. Because, you know what? He might be a pedophile, too. He might have killed, I don't know, multiple people. He might be a serial, he might be a cannibal. Yes, we should keep him away he from He might everything. be a satanic, cannibal, serial killer pedophile. This is where these people have gone, mm-hmm. and they don't care. I read somebody said, it's nothing personal about Kavanaugh. <laughs> it's just a means to an end to get right. the power they crave of so badly. They don't care. It, would, it wouldn't matter who the person was. They would come up with something that diminishes them so that they wouldn't get on the court. It has nothing. They don't know Kavanaugh. Don't care about Kavanaugh. Didn't read his his 
record at all. Didn't really want to talk to him. Didn't want to interview him. They were all going to vote no for him. Chuck Schumer was voting no for him 23 minutes after he was announced. Seriously? You You really gave him a fair shot? Okay, but here's the thing. Because what's going to be brought up with that is, and what about Merrick Garland? Okay, listen. I don't have a problem with partisans. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing. I have a slight problem. Let's talk about Merrick Garland. There There is no relating what happened to Merrick Garland to this raw sewage that is being yes. dumped on this guy. Nobody ever accused Merrick Garland of being nope. a rapist. Nope. No one ever said anything personally negative about Merrick Garland. Hearing, he vote. didn't get a hearing. Now, you can say that's not fair. However, as I read the Constitution, there is no requirement to provide a hearing. And moreover, that is not unprecedented. It has happened multiple times. And if you're really interested, <laughs> Harry Reid implemented that technique for almost a dozen Bush nominees, not at the Supreme Court level, but it doesn't matter, at the D.C. Circuit, yeah. including someone like Miguel Estrada, who went for an entire presidential term and never got a vote. So all of this hand-wringing about poor Merrick Garland is ridiculous. It has nothing to do, if you want to say that was political hardball and they shouldn't have done it, fine. I don't agree with you, but that's at least a legitimate argument. But to try to compare these two things as being morally equivalent is absurd. They they didn't destroy Merrick Garland. You're right. They didn't. What they've done to Kavanaugh is they've destroyed, we talked about last week, his kids have to hear about it. His wife has to hear about it. His parents have to hear about it. Everybody that knows him has to hear about how awful this guy is, and he could be a pedophile, could be a rapist, whatever you want to say. And remember, it's not true. this is a man who has gone through six prior FBI investigations. So let's get into that. So Jeff Flake, aptly named, uh. I would agree, again, a useful idiot, gets confronted. On Thursday, he says, I'm going to vote for Kavanaugh to move on to the Senate, for full Senate vote. On Friday, before they vote, he gets accosted in an elevator by a woman who claims to be a rape survivor. Now, she's also a Democratic operative, so I don't know, again, how she they play She works for some organization funded by Soros, as does the other woman who Correct. confronts him. So maybe, maybe not, but no, but no security tries to pull her back. Flake stands there, hound dog again, looking, looking at the ground, doesn't say anything, just waits for her to blow up what she wants to get off. It's videotaped. It's, pup, it's put up on, on YouTube immediately. He comes back in. He goes out and meets with the illegitimate 10. Chris Coons. Chris Coons, Blumenthal, Hirano, uh, Kamala Harris, right. Cory Booker Listen, runs interference people, for him the whole time. These people who know who the weak link is. We thought it was other people, but it's Flake. Uh, so he comes back and says, I'll vote for him, but I want an FBI investigation. Now, Understand the FBI investigation, the supplemental FBI investigation that I think it was Blumenthal was trying to get him. Who was it? Who was trying to get him to Durbin? Ask Durbin. He was asking, said, Well, every one of them was. Yeah. You need to turn right now and ask for another FBI investigation. You need to turn and ask. Like that was somehow going to solve the problem. All it would do, and, and Kavanaugh can't ask for an FBI investigation. That, that's, the, that's the lunacy of what they're asking him to do. He can't request an FBI investigation himself. Well, that's insane. I, I do want, and I want to make one point about this because, look, I can't even imagine being in Kavanaugh's position. Okay, I would have climbed across the table and punched every one of them in the face. Yeah, but <laughs> um, 
the one thing that I was a little bit disappointed at, disappointed is the wrong word, but I was surprised because every one of them kept demanding that he, you know, just turn, turn and ask for it. And he didn't do a very good job of responding. He yeah. said, you know, I'll do it with the committee once. What he should have said was, huh, that's curious, Mr. Durbin. You, you're all interested in FBI investigation. Well, <laughs> well, guess what? You guys had six weeks to ask for one on this very serious charge that you claim you were so concerned about, and you never did. That makes me curious. It makes me think you don't actually care at all about an FBI investigation. And further, as you know, sir, the FBI doesn't reach any conclusions whatsoever. He did say that. All they're he, going to do like is do it. the same interviews that have already been conducted and obtained the exact same statements that have already been given under penalty of perjury, none of which corroborate a single thing. The only thing you're interested in, sir, and it is transparent, is delaying this as long as you can to prevent me from having a seat on the court. So no, sir, I will not request a seventh FBI investigation into myself. You're going to have to call for that, and I'm not sure why you didn't already do it. If you cared. If you cared. Yes. So why does Flake... No, Flake... There's rumor he wants to run for president in 2020. <laughs> so here, here's the great thing. President of what country? N- not ours. Micronesia? Not ours. So I'm assuming he doesn't want to run for a Republican nomination because the I don't think he's going to get re- that. The reason he's retiring is from the Senate one is, term. Because, is because he knew that he was going to get landslided yeah. by, and, you know, by the Republican voters. Nobody wanted him. No. So he asked for this, this further investigation. He knows exactly what you said. It doesn't give any more information, but it looks like he's asking, I have reservations, so let's have another round of interviews. Again, I don't know why it takes more than an hour to do these four interviews. Kavanaugh says he didn't do it. She says he did. The other three people, let's get it out there. What's, yeah. what, how does this take I mean, a week? I don't know. How, how much of a fool do you have to be? Oh. And they're, they're chortling at him. And... And they, he, was at a, he was at a rally the next day with Coons, right. and he was booed at the rally. So I guess the getting on their good side didn't work for him. No, and here's the thing, because the game, again, the game is so transparent. Oh, because, well, no, it's going to be limited in scope, and it's only going to take a week. Do you think the, the, the next day they were already saying, well, we can't possibly commit to a week. No, 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 we can't, we can't artificially limit the FBI. In fact, uh-huh. we, need to, we need to see about his elementary school grades. We need to see if he, uh, you know, if he ever pushed someone over on the playground. They're never, it's kind of like. Never going to be happy. We keep moving the goalposts, as Mitch McConnell it, said. You think that you can negotiate with these people? No. You think that, as you, you negotiate said, with terrorists. as you said, from the first millisecond, every one of them said, I will oppose Brett Kavanaugh with every fiber of my being. Yeah. So, so that gets us to the GOP. Okay. The, the three, whatever you want to call them, Flake. Uh, Collins and Murkowski. Yeah. They're, they're waffling in, in light of this. There is nothing new that's going to come out. Of this. I, I haven't seen it. I haven't heard of it yet. There, well, nothing new will come here's out. Here's the thing. Nothing. If something new comes out, then somebody people perjured are themselves. facing perjury charges. Somebody perjured themselves. Right. So if they change their statement now, that means they lied before. If you're to believe what they're saying now is true. So somebody's lying somewhere. Nothing new will become of it. This will be the seventh investigation. Nothing new comes of it. So Jeff Flake, when nothing new comes of it, because it was never going to change anything, what are you going to do now? Well, we Who didn't knows? have it long enough. 
Murkowski. Ooh, I'm not sure. Collins. Ooh, I, I don't really know. Well, we I don't need know. more time. But that's why we have said before, and apparently I think Mitch is now, he's finally done with the games. Have a vote. Yeah. Take a vote. Yep. If you people, particularly, Flake doesn't care because he's done. So fine. If yeah, he but if he go, wants to run for president, he yeah, does care. If he wants to go off the reservation, let him. Um, Collins and Murkowski. Now, if you want to face, if you want to face your constituents, because here's here's the thing we can also talk about. Yeah. People are enraged by this. The media has no clue. Okay. No. And I don't know how this is necessarily going to translate because I'm not a big buyer of you know anecdotal information. Thirty three days. But nevertheless, nevertheless, remember the same thing they said where they dismissed all of these Trump rallies mm-hmm. leading up to the 2000. Ah, no, no. The, it don't mean it's anything. like, gee, there seems to be a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. coming to these rallies. Mm-hmm. Ah, no, no, no. The polls, the polls are inviolate. No, no, no. I think I have a sense that the same kind of thing is going on now. They have enraged mm-hmm. a whole bunch of people who previously might not have showed up at the polls. Mm-hmm. And you even see this now with the generic ballot. It's tightening. There's like the, the Trump appearances. People are very angry about this. And of course, the conventional wisdom for the media was, if you, if you dare to put Kavanaugh on there, the women are going to revolt. Look, the women who are already buying this are baked in the cake, okay? Yeah. But it's, by the way, I love how they always assume that every woman is on the progressive plantation. Of course. There are many, many women, okay, in this country who have husbands and have sons and mm-hmm. have dads who are looking at this and saying, I can't even imagine if this is the world that my husband or son or family member who's a male has to try to operate in. Yeah. This is an obscenity. What's going on? It is. It, 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 it makes the question in every person's mind, if they can do that to him, make stuff out of whole cloth that's not factual, it's simply made up, why can't they do the same thing to anyone else? But that's part of the message. The message is, we are telling you right now, do you see what we're doing to this guy? Mm-hmm. We took a guy with an impeccable, unimpeachable record of upstanding morality. I mean, this guy's been on the D.C. circuit for 12 years. He has hundreds of women who he has mentored, who has clerked for him, who he has worked with. Not a single report of an impropriety. And in the space of two weeks, they have turned him into, on social media, a gang rapist. Yes, that, the, the Swetnick thing... Avanti has come through with no actual evidence no, other than I mean, words, facially, and it was a joke. It's facially it's, ridiculous. But of course, wait a it didn't stop Diane Feinstein oh, from yes. leading off with, "Do you do you refute the fact that you, as a sixteen-year-old, was basically the equivalent of Pol Pot <laughs> raping women?" I loved his response. Yes, I refute that. Would you like to elaborate? No. No. Right. And again, you know, we talked about this last week, the claim, oh, yes, I was at these parties and I watched these trains of men raping women. I kept going to the I went back parties. nine more times. I just avoided, I avoided the punch. I never reported. It's ridiculous. It, and in fact, I said that Avenatti actually hurt the smear campaign. The, the smaller lie, which is still a big lie, yeah. was working much better for them. But then we got the lunatic lie, right? Yeah. The self-evidently crazy woman shows up and says, <laughs> Brad Kavanaugh took me up in his spaceship and probed me. Like, so that... <laughs> well, her ex-boyfriend came forward and said, she, when I tried to break up with her, she threatened to kill me and my family. Oh, and she's been sued by her former employer. I mean, the, woman, stole money. the woman has yeah. mental health problems, although, frankly... 
the entire Democratic Party wow. is suffering from health problems. I wanted, to, I wanted to do something, though, that's related to this. So okay. how are we at this place in our country? <laughs> Good question. How are we at this place where we have people who literally believe that there should be no presumption of innocence, there's no need for due process, if you're a white male and you're accused, you need to shut up and accept the fact that you're a stand-in for every rapist who's ever existed, and we can conclude you're guilty, mm -hmm. okay? This is a story today. <laughs> It relates to a USC professor. His name is James Moore. Okay, the student body, uh, the Minnie Mouse, as I call them, now want him to be fired. Now, let me read to you. Let me read to you the hateful thing that he said that has caused consternation and demands and protests. Here's what he said. This is, this is heinous and outrageous. If the day comes you are accused of some crime or tort of which you are not guilty, and you find your peers automatically believing your accuser, I expect you find yourself a stronger proponent of due process than you are now, said the hateful <laughs> James Moore. Can you believe that? Now, here's the best part I of can't. this. Of course, the usual suspects, the students got out their therapy puppies and marched on the quad, but this is why... This is why the college uh, fever swamp environment is now permeated our entire culture. Let me tell you what the dean of USC, this is USC, okay? <laughs> now it's California, Dean Jack Knott, K-N-O-T-T, -T, had to say about what I just read you. Mm -hmm. Let me get the quote here from the dean of USC. Here we go, quote, what Professor Moore sent was extremely inappropriate, <laughs> listen, hurtful, insensitive. We are going to try to do everything we can to try to create a better school to educate the faculty, said the Ministry of Peace Provost <laughs> Dean Knott. Is it really Ministry of Peace? No. Oh, okay. But <laughs> we're going. So know. this is why the country has gone insane. Okay. Higher education. Okay. Now the students are a lost cause. Mm. All right. They're this group anyway. Yeah, they've marinated in this stuff for so long they don't even understand what it means to have a free and open exchange of ideas. But this dean is not an outlier. Mm -hmm. This guy is the prototypical higher education bureaucrat who literally says in response to an email that says, huh, it might be good if we still had due process. This is hateful, insensitive, and these people need to be re-educated. Amazing. Amazing. It's the cultural revolution. This is no different than, and again, this, this farce that went on in the Senate it's a, it's a Soviet show trial. Mm. That's exactly what this was with T-Bone up there. And th one of my other favorite parts, Richard Blumenthal. Oh, yes. Okay. Stolen so, Valor. Stolen Blumenthal. Valor. Yeah. And what does Mr. S tell people what, what, what's going on with Stolen Valor? Uh, Stolen Valor Blumenthal claimed he served in <laughs> Vietnam. Unfortunately, his claim cannot be substantiated because he didn't actually go to Vietnam. He's never even been to Vietnam as far as anybody well, can tell. You know, Let I alone guess, serve there. I guess he didn't think anyone could check, right? Well, he's uh, too stupid to think people so check. this guy, okay, this vulture, this liar, he starts off his questioning. He can't even pronounce it right. He says, Judge Kavanaugh, are you familiar with the Latin expression, 
In falsis uno, in falsis omnibus. He didn't even pronounce it right. <laughs> what does that mean? It means false in one thing, false in all things. Now, Just like him. <laughs> this guy, th- this, this goes to show you the, the lack of capacity for embarrassment, for shame. The guy that has pretended he was in Vietnam is going to question Brett Kavanaugh about if you're false in one thing, you're false in everything. Yeah, so now shut up. Sit down and be quiet because you've been entirely discredited. You're a joke. Yes, it's like pot calling the kettle black. You know, it, it, it's, it's ridiculous on its face. They have no credibility in these questions. The New None. York Times, okay, because now notice as well, the, with the crumbling of the Dr. Ford narrative, the goalposts have now moved into another galaxy, right? We started out as... It's uh, you might be a gang rapist. Okay, well, you might be a single rape. Okay, well, you might be a sexual. So, okay, well, you definitely drank to black. Okay, well, you drank to excess. Okay, well, you threw ice at someone at In a bar. college bar. That was a lead. That is a lead story on yes. the New York Times. Yes. I have important information on Brett Kavanaugh. He flung a cup of ice at someone <gasps> at a bar well, while he was at Yale. L- l- let me say this. That they, was an actual news story. It is. They, they are taking, they're saying, you drank to excess. Okay. Drinking to excess does not make you a rapist. By the it way. It does not make you a rapist. You drank to excess, which he admitted. Correct. They're trying to say that he, he lied about this. He admitted, yes. I like beer. I like beer. I had too many beers sometimes. Yes. That sounds to me like admitting you drank to excess, but right? But he didn't say every and single time he did it. That's, so therefore, he's he kept He did back. this when he was 17. Yes, and the legal drinking age was 21. So by the way, it. do you know what the FBI asks about during the six prior background checks of him as he worked in the Bush administration and was a circuit judge? And they asked not only him, but his friends and his family members, does he drink a lot? Does he have a drinking problem? And amazingly, over the, the, the last 40 years, never been a speck of evidence. But now he's a blackout drunk who might have forgotten that he raped or tried to rape someone. Multiple times. Multiple, multiple times. Yes. Yeah. So the, the, I recognize. Now, I want to say this. I don't want a rapist or attempted sexual assaulter on the Supreme Court. Now, you, we asked this before, and you said, does it disqualify him? It's icky, but does this qualify him? I've well, come around on that. I don't want a rapist well, on the court. Wait a minute. I'm not but, saying he is. No, no, but he... Okay, I understand you're not saying he is. The other thing that's getting lost here, not a single person, not even crazy lady, reptilian Avenatti client has said he raped anyone. Correct. See, that's become now the urban legend. Correct. Not even Ford, of course, says he raped anyone. Well, so I don't, I don't want a sexual assaulter either. I don't want somebody of low moral character, although recognizing we're dealing with politicians and stuff that high moral character is probably too if much the, to ask If the for. hypothetical to me is, if this is the hypothetical, a guy, when he was 17, groped inappropriately a girl at a party while he was apparently drunk Mm -hmm. against her wishes Mm -hmm. and has done nothing similar for the remaining course of his entirely public life. Correct. Does that disqualify him? I say no. No, I agree. I agree with that. But what I'm getting around to is I don't want somebody who is a rapist, not saying Kavanaugh is, but somebody who's a rapist. I don't want them on the Supreme Court. But you've given me absolutely no proof that he's a rapist. 
None. For, the Democrats, if you want to convince me that he's a bad dude, give me something other than Dr. Ford. Give me something to show me that there's actually credibility to what you're saying. Because if it's just her word against his word, I still believe in innocent until proven guilty. So you have given me no proof. You've given me words, but you've given me no actual proof. So therefore, I dismiss all of your evidence, as you claim. It's gone. And again, it doesn't. It should never come out in public. It's it, that's true. And it it's, never it's worse than you don't have any proof. Her own story is self-contradictory. She has actually provided evidence that undermines her story. It's not even I made a claim. And he made a counterclaim. She has made a claim which her own witnesses and her own testimony has yes. torpedoed. But she, and I'm not blaming Grassley 100% on this. It, it's the GOP in general because of people defecting a little bit. I, this should never have been an open discussion. Ever, ever, ever been an open discussion. This should have been interviewed. Very rarely do they call witnesses at these hearings. Right. But Anita Hill was remember, an exception, not a rule. Remember, the Democrats were hell-bent on making sure that that wasn't going to happen. But if they said to Ford, through her lawyers, we will come to you. They you did. Are, no, no. Not give her the option. We are coming to you. There's no other option. We're not having an open hearing. not having a Monday, Thursday, whatever. You can't travel. Great. We're coming to this you. This gets back to the hostage situation with Murkowski, Collins, and Flake. They would never have accepted that because the they the, can go, they can be three no, other people there. Matter. Oh no, no, no! And isn't it fascinating now? Diane Feinstein is now saying, you know, because I'm sure she already knows what the handwriting's on the wall. They got nothing. Oh, we don't really think the FBI finding should be released. Oh, <laughs> why? Well, I wonder why. Nothing new came All these from things it? you don't want released. Uh, we don't want the therapy notes. We want to use them selectively. Yes. Uh, those shouldn't be released. And of course, now that we've clamored for this useless, duplicative FBI investigation, you know what? Yeah, I think that would be unfair. You know, unfair to release well, those. Let's, let's talk about Feinstein for a second. All right, three people had this letter. Ford, who wrote it, the representative from California, who she gave it to, and Feinstein. And the lawyers. And the lawyers. The two of the lawyers, the lawyer office. Ford didn't, claims she didn't want her name out there. So we can assume she probably didn't leak her own name. Using logic, which doesn't always apply here. The congresswoman may have had a means to release it. I don't know. Feinstein had opportunity, and the lawyers certainly had opportunity and motive to do so. Feinstein sits there in, in that session... And she's being asked, I think it was by Grassley or Orrin Hatch, I can't yeah. remember who it was, said, did you leak this? She, her aide steps forward and said, no, you asked us that already. We didn't leak it. Oh, oh, okay. That's proof. Okay. Yeah, Julie said, Julie said I asked her and we didn't, we didn't give it out. Oh, okay. That, that's, that's conclusive. Sure. And again, it doesn't really matter because somebody within their little cabal... They uh, leaked it. Of course they did. They all leaked it. They but sat see, on it and leaked it. But that's and the referred to lawyers. The leaking of it isn't even the worst part because that's expected. The, but to lie about it. To, again, it's Blumenthal again. You can check this. This you is, can this check is this. the same thing that I said about Hillary is she knows that you know that she knows she's lying to your face. And... She doesn't care. No. They, they well, don't care. They, they take you to be a moron, literally. Yes, that's probably true. Right? So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It bothers me. I want an FBI <laughs> investigation. Gee, you had six weeks to ask for one. Yes. I want one now. 
I want one now. Let's do that. And it's your fault that we don't have one. Now, somebody asked me about Trump agreeing to do the FBI investigation, and I said he has to read the room. He's only, he's only doing that because Mitch McConnell has told him, if you want 51 votes for this guy, we got um, to do, do it. Because yeah. the invertebrates, you know, exactly. the invertebrate caucus, Flake, Collins, and Murkowski, and then, of course, it gave cover, and that's why, that's the other reason that it's so just ridiculous that Flake agreed to this, because... It immediately allowed, and not all that, Manchin, right? Mm-hmm. Because he was, prior to the final committee vote, he actually said he was leaning yes. Because in West Virginia, Trump won it by like a thousand points. And I think the internal polling is that people favor Kavanaugh like 87 to 13. Yeah. He's going to get crucified if he votes against him. But this gave him the, oh, yes, yes. No, no. Yeah, we need we need another investigation. That That's good. I don't have to put I myself. I don't anything from Corker. Is he, uh... Corker had said he's in. Okay. But well, I think it gives him cover as well. Sure. Well, gives, it gives all these spineless jellyfish cover. But the reality is nothing new was learned from it. It's all optical cover. I There's wanna, no actual cover. I want to address a few additional things about okay, this. Okay, go ahead. One of the things that you hear from people who support Ford is this, this, right? Challenging her, pointing out all the discrepancies is the reason why women who have legitimately been attacked don't come forward. What is your response to that, uh, to that argument? I think that's a load of crap. I, I think but if, why? Well, be, her inconsistency is a reason people don't come forward. That's the point. That is, you're getting to the point. The point is, is that if someone comes forward with this amount of evidence, they meaning be believed. not a nanoparticle, you are correct. <laughs> they will not be believed. And they should not be believed because we are not omniscient. And the only way a system of laws can function in that circumstance when you have two diametrically opposed versions of events is to consider is what this, again, particular woman, this individual, not the avatar for an entire Me Too movement, what are the claims that this particular person is making and do they stand up to scrutiny and hers are a joke. Yes. So she should not be believed, not because we don't like women and not because we don't take rape seriously, but because her tall tale does not make sense, is inherently contradictory, cannot be corroborated, and it is nearly four decades old. There's a reason we have statutes of limitation, and we are not going to believe you. Mm-hmm. Now, you can still choose to believe her because you believe all women, or you like the fact that she cried, or you but, thought she was but emotional. But they don't believe all women. That's, no. that's the hypocrisy. They do not. The same people saying, I believe the survivor is lying because nobody believed Bill Clinton's accusers. Sure. Nobody believed Ted Kennedy's accusers. Nobody believed any of these guys when it was a Democrat. And not only did they not believe them, they actively attempted to destroy them. Correct. And I said, flip the universe, assume that Hillary Clinton has won the presidency. Oh, my word. I have to lay down. <laughs> and she is now nominating let's say, uh, Larry Tribe. Okay, Larry Tribe is a left-leaning Harvard constitutional scholar. He's her pick. And at the last minute, after Larry Tribe goes through his hearings, and he's, I know nothing bad about Larry Tribe, a Republican housewife from Kansas comes out at the 11th hour and says, Larry Tribe molested me at band camp. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Oh, and... 
I have witnesses who can't corroborate it and my memory isn't very good and my high school yearbook shows me carousing and drinking. Do you think the media, of course, it's a rhetorical question. What do you think the media does to that woman? Well, they destroy her. Now, take a different direction. Larry Tribe gets, <clears throat> we're not saying Larry Tribe did any of this, so keep that in mind. Same housewife comes forward and says, I do have corroborating evidence. <laughs> I have him writing me love letters. It doesn't matter. I have him, yes. and I was, I was 14 at the time. They still wouldn't no. dis- dissuade that. It would still be, oh, well, he was young. They were young. They were probably in love. All crap, but it would be fine because of who it was. The, Brett Kavanaugh is trying to be destroyed because Donald Trump nominated him. Period. Donald Trump nominated this man, and it would flip the court, and they don't want that. That's, that's the long and the short of it. That is it. This is the, uh, the other thing I wanted to say is that this is now much, much bigger than Kavanaugh, meaning... I didn't particularly love Kavanaugh as a nominee. Oh, I, mean, I think he's fine. He's I think, fine, but he wasn't my, my absolute he, choice. He will, be, uh, he will be an excellent But now, justice. you got to confirm him. Well, he, that's the reason. But the, and the reason you have to confirm him, okay, is not because we... Dr. Fia, our friend Dr. Fia, I actually emailed him about this. Did you? you know, he's on a book tour. He's very busy. And, he hasn't gone uh, back to you. No, and, okay. and, I, and I'm sure he probably won't because he probably gets tons of emails. But in any event, the... The crux of my email was essentially because it's very clear in perusing his blog <laughs> that he he supports Ford. Yes. Um, now he hasn't explicitly said that. I didn't have time. He never but does. It's very express <laughs> in terms of what he's linking to. Mm-hmm. He's clearly not somebody who's on board with Kavanaugh. And and the crux of my email was essentially, you know, I'd be interested to know why it is that you have that view, given all the things you and I have just discussed about right. the lack of any tangible, credible support for her story and the fact that this cannot possibly be the standard by which we can scuttle (laughs) and destroy a man's career. So what, what fascinates me a little bit is, you know, what could possibly be from a Christian perspective? Okay. Because his, his critique of evangelicalism is that many Christians have sold their soul to Trump and they are supporting him because they think that the ends justify the means, which means if we can get judges that we like and we can get policies we like, we will jettison our Christian principles in order to make sure that happens. But my, here's why I say that this, he has to be confirmed. If they allow this orchestrated smear campaign to succeed against this guy, Okay, a guy without any blemish, you know, until, until the sewage machine got cranked up. This is going to be the template going forward for every other person. In other words, the only way that you defeat these people, the only way is to prove it's not going to work. Okay, if this works for them... It's going to happen again, and this is now what they will roll out every time. They will not listen to reason. They will not listen to facts. They will not listen to evidence. The only thing they understand is, huh, that tactic didn't work, and it blew up in our face. We need to try something else, which they will. Um, but So that's why I say it's bigger than Kavanaugh, because frankly, to me, it doesn't matter really whether Kavanaugh gets on the court. Um, or Amy Coney Barrett, or whoever else, but if they abandon him or he loses, this legitimizes 
what these people are doing. And we will never, we will never go back from that. Never. So Dr. Fia posted 13 times to his blog in the last three days. So he can't be too busy. No, I mean, listen, I don't expect him to answer an email for some random guy, okay? Some random dude. Um, just, this just came out from the Huff Post. Democratic senators accused Republicans of lying about Kavanaugh's earlier FBI reports because the official Twitter account, apparently the Senate Judiciary Committee has a Twitter account, uh, sent a message saying nowhere in any of these six FBI reports was there any whiff of any issue at all related in any way to inappropriate sexual behavior or alcohol abuse. Eight of the ten senators, Democratic senators on the Judiciary Committee signed this. The only two that didn't were Coons and Klobuchar, um, but they encouraged them to sign it. Uh, it's troubling that the committee majority has characterized the information from Judge Kavanaugh's confidential background investigation on Twitter as that information is confidential and not subject to public release, uh-huh. which is what you said. Yeah. They don't really want it out because it might... And again, notice, notice, as I said, the shifting narrative as it falls apart. Now we're fixated on drinking. Yes. And, and here's what's next. This is not over. No. I suspect that Kavanaugh is going to get confirmed. If he is, they have already telegraphed. Mm-hmm. If they take the House... They are going to gin up impeachment art. Literally, they will try to impeach him, claiming that he perjured himself related to high school drinking. Mm -hmm. Now, first of all, that's a complete lie because his testimony was explicit. I sometimes had too many beers. What he said was, I was never blackout drunk, meaning I was never drunk to the point where I couldn't remember where I was or what I had done. The media has lied about this and said he claimed he was a choir boy. Never said that. (laughs) Never said he didn't drink to excess. So, believe me, they're not going to let this go. And we've said impeachment, it could be done on judges, so it's legitimate, is a political method. It's not a... And what they will do is they will, they're not going to have any hope of actually removing him, but what they will try to do is say, oh, well, he can't possibly, he can't possibly serve on the court when he's under this cloud. It's illegitimate. And, and there's an ongoing investigation, impeachment, oh, my word, he has to step down. They are not going to stop. I don't really know. <sighs> well, here's how they stop. Republicans take more seats in the House, and they get more seats in the Senate. Then they, st- yeah. then they stop because they don't have the number. Well, that's true. So if, if you want them to continue to do this witch hunt, then you continue to vote for Democrats. If you actually want a shred of decency, then you don't vote for the Democrats. Now, I'm not saying every Republican's a great person, but I haven't seen a whole lot of Democrats I feel comfortable uh, As I said, line up with. Point me. Anyone who's listening to this, who disagrees, who thinks that Everyone does it. Yeah, politics is nasty. Politics is dirty. Point me to a judicial nominee on the Democratic side that has ever Mm -hmm. been subjected to anything like what Bork was put through, what Thomas, and now the apotheosis of scummery. That's not even a word. No. (laughs) Brett Kavanaugh. No. It doesn't exist. These nor nor ca- should it exist, Of course. And that's the thing. Turnabout is not going to be fair play because the Republicans, as Lindsey Graham said, will never do this. Yes. Oh, they might try to use parliamentary tactics. They made brass knuckles politics is on both sides. Yeah. But they will never intentionally attempt to ruin someone's life, and not only his life, the life of his wife and his daughter's. 
They have no scruples. They don't care. He is just roadkill on the path to making sure we control the one organ of government that we use to jam through our agenda. That is all this is about. Yes. Chuck Schumer should be defeated, and every one of those 10 Democrats should be defeated by a Republican. They, they deserve. They don't deserve to hold the seat they hold. And, they if, don't you, deserve and it. if you want a world in which... You've spent your entire life building up a reputation for integrity, doing the right thing, and it can all be taken from you based on a single allegation from the mists of your past. Doesn't need corroboration. It just matters that someone showed up and decided to accuse you. If that's the world that you want continue to vote for Democrats because that is the world that they are going to enshrine the more power that they get. Why wasn't um, Stolen Valor Blumenthal uh, removed from the Senate? I, I don't know. I mean, if I impersonate a vet, I can go to jail. This guy publicly ran on I'm a vet from Vietnam, and he was not. How is he in the Senate? How do they... The Republicans still have 51 senators. How did they not get rid of this guy? Because they're... they're and not, he's on the Judiciary Committee. They're not capable of playing those... They just won't go there. Go where? He lied. And doesn't it, matter. It's, it's against they don't, the law. They don't have the stomach for it. Oh, uh, well. Because it's the most collegial body. Yeah, whatever. And that's don't the other thing that. they need to understand, which is what Lindsey Graham expressed, is that this is no longer about, oh, listen, we have our standard political disagreements and we all posture for the cameras... I don't say this lightly, okay, because I, I have friends who are all across the political spectrum, and I don't, it, it would be a very sad person who chooses their, chooses their relationships and their friendships based on politics. However, this is beyond politics. Mm -hmm. You're watching these people knowingly lie in an effort to destroy a good man. How could you, how could you remain friends with someone who's you, willing to do you that? You couldn't. You can't. You can't. Because and if, it, and not, if it was the other way around, they shouldn't refrain friends either. It's not about we're having a disagreement over economic policy. No, you're watching these people intentionally, maliciously, wickedly mm -hmm. do this to someone. I can't. How do you? How do you remain even collegial with these people? You can't. Now you look, can't. as a Christian, right? As a Christian, we have to think about that. You don't hate them. You just don't have That's to right. associate with That's them. That's the point. Is that I, I just don't know how you recover from this kind of... Well, you can't. You cannot recover. You, these people will no longer be able to socialize. Ted Cruz gets run out of a restaurant because they believe the survivor. We believe Dr. Ford. We believe the survivor. What has what what come to our nation when it's okay to harass people in public? We, we said it's about other people. When you don't like what they stand for. And it's not illegal. It's a difference of agreement. You cannot remain friends with those people who have done this. You can't. Well, this is going to continue. These tactics, I mean, you, you've got a guy, this guy, Ian Milheiser. He's some, I don't know, he's some left-wing guy who writes for, what you know, Slate or Slate. I don't even know. But mm. the, the, uh, the tactic of we need to confront these people uh -uh. where they live, where they work. Yes. This, where this, they sleep. Soon enough... Soon enough, this is going to turn into violence. Did you see what Ben Shapiro said? The, the millhouse you're talking about said, we need to confront them where they sleep. And Shapiro said, if you come into my house where I'm sleeping, I might get, you might get shot. Because yeah. 
You're in my well, house well, illegally. You, sh- you should get shot. Yes. But the point is, is that these people are ever more fomenting. Mm-hmm. The, they apparently want a civil war. They really do. Mm, that's a bad decision on everybody's um, part. The, the people that, as we pointed out before, that don't have the guns. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Typically, yes. Yeah, so you you know, but, but it, I mean, we joke about it, but we, I don't know that we've, I think we, did we talk last week about um, the caning on the Senate floor, Charles Sumner and oh, Preston no. Brooks? We did okay. not. That's a long time um, ago, but yes. I know you know about that. Okay, so <laughs> yes. the, the point is, is that pol- American politics has, has always been nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the Senate, There's too. a famous <laughs> incident, I'd encourage you to read up on it because it's astonishing, uh, during, I think it was about 18... Uh, 1859, I think. 56 or 59, okay? Yeah. So right before the Civil right before War. Civil, yep. And there, I think they were th- these acrimonious debates about free states and slave states. In any mm-hmm. event, uh, Preston Brooks was from the South. I forget what state. Yeah, Sumner Charles Sumner gave a speech where he He's ex- an abolitionist. Abolitionist who excoriated, I think, someone who was related to Preston Brooks and basically was the anti-slavery position. And Preston Brooks was so raving angry that he decided to bring his cane to the floor of the Senate, waited until the Senate emptied, and proceeded to essentially try to beat to death Charles Sumner. Mm -hmm. Um, Continued to beat him. Um, He was bloodied. He was injured. And he stood trial for it. Yes. And amazingly, I think what happened, you may know this, I don't know the... He... I think he was convicted, and then he agreed that he would step down, and they voted him back to the Senate... Yes. I think the next the next they term, they right? Because did. the South loved him for doing sure, this. Sure. So this is you want to talk about. And then they left the union, so he <laughs> never came back. You want to talk about you know? Listen, anyone time anyone says we've never been in this place for oh we've been yeah. we've been pretty. And Sumner was out of the Senate for I think almost a year convalescing. Yeah, he got beat really bad. Well, this cane had like a gold medal. Yes. Uh, top on it. Yeah. Think of a heavy wooden cane with a, I don't think it had a sword in it, but no heavy base in it and and the top was he could have easily killed him Uh, Sumner was actually hiding under the desk as this guy was trying to beat him in any event the point is we have had very very yes we have deep and uh, hateful disputes in our politics before but I don't think we've ever had a political culture where one of the parties is actively essentially trying to flip on its head the foundational tenets of Anglo-Saxon jurisprudence, meaning we don't care about due process anymore. We don't care, we don't care about burdens of proof. We don't care about presumptions of innocence. All we care about is raw emotion and like the Jacobins, if you're accused, <laughs> that's sufficient. Yes. We've never been in a place where the representatives of a political party all adhere to that philosophy. Never. I, I can't think of any times. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And every member of that Senate Judiciary Committee on the Democratic side, they have openly said that is what we believe. Yes. Well, in in the words of Senator Woodhouse, you boofed? You boofed? Yes, that's flatulence. And why that matters, <laughs> I do not know. I don't know what I had to do with anything. So I want to read this number, 717-739-5432, 717 717-739- Five, four, three, two. If you agree, let us know. If you disagree, let us know. Dr. Fia, if you're listening, there's the number. He's not Call listening. us. He's not Write listening. an email. He might be. You tell, never us, know. Tell, tell us why, factually, Dr. Ford should be believed. Yes. If you, if you believe that she is credible, tell us why. Tell us why you believe she's credible, because I don't see it. I don't think Tony sees it. Uh, 
I don't think she said anything. That then tell I can... us why, even if you do believe her, that the nature of her allegation, which is uncorroborated and 36 years old, should now be the standard by which we determine whether someone should be disqualified to sit on the Supreme Court. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to hear that. So that's all we got tonight. We went long again tonight. Um, we'll talk about my bad Steelers next time because uh, they're bad. They, they've got four problems, offense, defense, special teams, and coaching. Other than that, they're great. Yeah, well, so that's a way to look on the bright side. Yes, there's always an up. Uh, I'm Chad. I'm Tony. Good night. production.